0: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.
1: It's time for. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Kickoff. With Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. Presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. Ready to roll on a big week 13 in the National Football League. Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti, And we're in matching hoodies. This is exciting. What's going on, buddy? How are hey, you?
2: Good afternoon. And by the way, you know, it's great to see you in person And once in a while. Know that you're actually alive. That it's not just a voice on the other end. You're going to be stuck with me a lot now. And I'm just going to say this, and you got to take this as a heartfelt compliment. I cannot believe that it's week 13. We are now in December. This year is flying by, and you're making it
1: fun each and every week. Well, I try, man. I appreciate that. Um, you know, Cleet Blackman really made last night fun. Oh, my uh, God. I, I just We will get to the rundown, but can we just for one moment talk about this? Look, Seattle, Dallas, points galore, a rare shootout in this league. How do you have 19 penalties for 257 yards? For comparison's sake, the New York football giants had 220 yards of total offense last week. Right here. The yeah. defeat. Right here. 257 yards of penalties?
2: Yeah. I I think that uh, Pete Carroll said it after the game. Like, something has to be done. Uh, The uh, the interpretations, the rules, the way that penalties are called away from plays um, and that have a profound effect on who possesses the ball. You take a look at this, almost 900 yards of total offense. That's aided by the 257 yards of penalties that each offense most likely gained. I know there were some called against the offense, but it also is making for a very frustrating watch for all of us who cover the league and who are fans, who have fantasy football players playing in these games. We all wait for what, Mike? The flag. Oh, oh, we're all waiting for
1: the flag. Anytime there's a big play, and and you see it in college too, I'm waiting for the graphic to light up yellow. I don't even know if I'm allowed to have fun. Last night, you can't. There has to be a level. Where if something is not directly impacting the plate, you gotta go, you know what? I gotta swallow the whistle. You gotta have an idea of the game flow here and go look, we're getting a little carried away. You know, it's interesting. Gene Steratore
2: works with us at CBS and I talk to him every week about different circumstances and situations. And he played football and he's from Pittsburgh. So he understands the game. And, you know, he has told me over and over and over again that the NFL has been, you know, just like having problems getting these things straightened out and like, he would do a game like he was doing, like he was a football fan, like a football yep. player, and sometimes there was no need to call a penalty if it didn't have any, in, you know, impact on the game.
1: Call it like you want to watch it. All right. That's what I would do. But. Scones, Rundown. Let's get it. The NFL
2: Rundown.
1: All right, Booms. Question, Detroit Lions. They were the darlings of the first half. Everybody likes Dan Campbell. The networks are trying to get more primetime games. Is the uh, check engine light on here? Some bad football over the last few weeks. Yes, 100%. Now, uh,
2: you and I have talked about this. Number one, uh, Jared Goff is a really good quarterback, but he does have a penchant to turn the ball over. So, too many turnovers from him. And number two, where is their pass rush coming from, and how is it helping their secondary? And I know that they had been injured, and they were uh, supposedly healthy going into that game on Thanksgiving, and then they got tore up again by Jordan Love this time. So I think that, you know, if they're going to go deep into the playoffs, they are not a Super Bowl team in my eyes because their defense, to me, lacks the pressure uh, that needs to be placed on the opposing quarterback. Yeah, and Aaron
1: Glenn does not like blitzing. And I mean, look, you don't do what you want to do. You do what you need to do. They're going to have to make alterations. And look, we'll get to it later. I'm nervous about that game this weekend in New Orleans. We'll talk about it. Jets. This is your favorite topic. I want to offer you a conspiracy that I offered my listeners in Detroit. Aaron Rodgers never tore his Achilles. Aaron Rodgers, this is a God-complex routine, and eventually in six months, we're going to have him like TB12. He's going to be selling sleep attire, Achilles recovery kits, and magic mushrooms. I, I just, this is all about look at me. I'm great. Look at what I did. The reality is I don't believe for a second— He told it. you can't come back this quick at age 40.
2: So you're the one who's basically forcing him to say what he's saying on the McAfee show. Yes. That you are all about the conspiracy and that this is one big hoax that he's pulling on all of us. Yes. Yes. I do do not agree with that. (laughs) I do not agree with that because I do know Dr. Elitraj. Personally, he was the one that did the surgery on Aaron Rodgers. I did not talk to him about the surgery, but there is no way that Dr. Elitraj is putting his name and reputation and attaching it to something that isn't what we all think it is. I'm just telling you that right now. Do you believe he's
1: actually going to play?
2: I do not. I do not. I think all of this is great for him to be a part of the team and to be back here and to show all the young players how important it is to rehab your injury. Look at Um, me. Look at me. That may be a little bit of that, too. I, I don't doubt that. And the fact that it is the Jets and the fact that it is the media market or capital of the world, I understand why it gets covered so much. But I also do know this, that he is a human and human Achilles tendons don't allow players to go
1: back on the field within four months. It's not just not emerged. happening. And look, we saw one time, and only time I remember, Cam Akers was what, 21 or 22, 22 years old? Five months. Five months. Yeah. This is like 10 days. I, come on. This is ridiculous. And by the way, same surgery,
2: same surgeon. Uh, everybody, you know, is hoping that this is uh, would happen, but it's not going to happen because the other reason why it's not going to happen is because the Jets are going to be out of it. Correct. Now, Aaron Rodgers could tell the Jet beat reporters, you know what, what could happen if I come back and play? I re-injured it again, but I'll have more than enough time to rehab it again. That's not how this works. When I heard that, I thought that was crazy. I mean, he owes the Jets another year, and he should not put himself in jeopardy of injuring that right now. He should take a page out of the great Kevin Durant's book. Mm, Sit out a year, come back, make sure it's strong and it's healthy, and you can get back to playing at least effective football for the Jets. We're going to have a true or false section
1: Let's here. Let's do it. I'm man. going to offer you some takes. You tell me if they're insane. They're on money. Let's go. Niners. They entered the showdown against the Eagles. And I don't think it's a debate. They are the clear-cut best team in football.
2: They are. Uh, that's true. And it's true for a number of reasons. But uh, the addition of Chase Young has worked out really well for them. Uh, the health of Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey is key to them becoming the multi-dimensional team that they are. Love the coach, love the way the offense is, and I think that Brock Purdy has now gotten over that little lull where everybody's questioning him. He's accurate, he's a quick decision maker, and he's really a terrific young man. All right, number two.
1: Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Oh, Heaven. Wait, is
0: it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived.
1: Frank Reich's firing is a complete embarrassment. And David Tepper's petulance is making this a job that nobody's going to want to take. I can't believe you're asking me this. I mean, you I'm know I'm not asking you. I'm
2: telling you. I mean, he's my roommate. He's my best man at my wedding. He's my buddy. I love him to death. And I don't want to see him go through what he just went through with both Irsay and now David Tepper. I, I don't mean, care if course, he's a bum
1: off the street. You it, can't fire a man with a rookie QB who's four feet tall, 10, 11 weeks into the season. You can't it, do it. It's
2: it, it's yeah, Listen, all's fair in the NFL, man, especially for these coaches because, like many coaches, they're protected with guaranteed contracts. Um, I did text with Frank this week. I know he's a little bit uh, disappointed, to say the least, uh, but he's going to be well compensated. And if he wants to get back in the league next year as an offensive coordinator or maybe even – go for one of the coach openings that will be there. Uh, he'll be uh, able to do that. So he's a big boy. The initial sting hurts all of us that know him because he's a tremendous human being. But at the end of the day, maybe it's not the greatest situation for him to be in in the first but place.
1: But Te- this, this David Tepper's creating a bad environment here because who's going to want that job? Wait a second. You just took a total gentleman, a guy, you traded the whole future of the team to get a rookie. You bring him in to nurture the rookie. Ten minutes later, you fire him. They've been through how many coaches since Tepper bought the team? Who the hell's going to want to take the job?
2: It's one of 32. He'll pay a lot of money to somebody, maybe to your buddy Jim Harbaugh coming out of uh, Michigan if he decides not to go back
1: there. Yeah, he's on my Christmas card list. I'm sure he is. Eagles, they find another way to escape. But, Boomer, I'm sorry. They're on a field for 92 snaps. Now, the Bills, you know my thoughts about them. But this defense is going to be their undoing. This is going to prevent them from going to a Super Bowl. True or false? Uh, I would say true because I do think
2: San Francisco still is the better team. And, you know, if they lose the game to San Francisco on Sunday, that makes next Sunday's game against the Dallas Cowboys even that uh, more juicy, I would say. Yes. And because there will be a lot riding on that game. I I, um, I think Joan Hurts has been pretty open and honest about feeling about how this team has not played their best football yet, but they're still 10-1. and uh, they're gonna be, he's going to be a pain in the neck. And you saw it late in the game in the second half. He was yep. not having a great first half. Yep. And then all of a sudden, he turns into, into Superman. And that's really the telltale sign to me of, of true greatness on the field. So, I would not count Jalen Hurts out. I do think that San Francisco, however, is the better team. And maybe Dallas will show that same thing in two weeks down in
1: Dallas. All right, other side of the coin with that game. The Bills, at a certain point, it's who you are. They got a little bit of a loser DNA here. This is just who they are. True or false?
2: I think right now it is true. Um, I think the quarterback's great, I think ever since the change to Joe Brady as their offense coordinator, you know Josh has played significantly better. and it looks like the Josh that we saw back in week two, three, and four when they were on that little run earlier in the season. The defense is problematic. You know, they are they got a problem now, an issue with Von Miller being arrested down in uh, Dallas. Good good Lord. So there's a lot of things going on with this franchise. Not to mention, they have a very difficult schedule finishing out the season. So I don't see them
1: in the playoffs. True or false, most weeks people are talking about the wrong Josh Allen. Uh, True right now. Jacksonville's Josh Allen, you know, the other guy. 66 pressures, 12 and a half sacks. Boomer. It's You hear about Bosa, you hear about Garrett, you hear about Watt, and rightfully so. This kid is in that class. Well, there's two people that you don't hear about that are in that class. One is the Neil Hunter for the
2: Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, for sure. And the other is this Josh Allen for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, he's a tremendous young player. Uh, he's finally finding his game. He's a uh, presence every single game they play. The thing that I worry about with Jacksonville is that they had a chance to put this game away on offense twice last week and were unable to do it in Houston. And even Trevor Lawrence said after the game, thank God for our defense, because we put it all on them to win the game against a rookie quarterback. And they came through. That was the key thing. They came through, and and Josh Allen was a big
1: part of that. He's he's awesome. Um, All right, you brought the Jags up. I'll move something up. Their offensive line, and notably, loss of Cam Robinson now on the IR potentially for the year, the offensive line is going to keep them from making any meaningful run in the playoffs, despite having a gaudy record. I'm
2: going to say true to that because I don't think that they're a Super Bowl team. I thought that they were a divisional round team. They're going to win the AFC South. Um, uh, Trevor Lawrence is good enough to get them through the wild card round into the divisional round. I do think that uh, that is a big loss for them. That's like the loss of Trent Williams for the San Francisco 49ers earlier in the year. Left tackle is your bell cow offensive lineman. Unless, of course, you're the Philadelphia Eagles, and then it's Jason Kelsey. <laughs> but I would just say that he is, like, the most important guy on that team other than, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence on offense. So, yeah, that is a huge
1: loss for them. Fun one. Seattle's got the best throwbacks in the league. Uh, true. I Without question. They're awesome. I can't get enough of those. Yes. I wish they would just use them all the time. Okay, what is the process if you want to do that? I've never seen a team do it, but, like, how do you go to the league and go, look, we don't want a new design. We just want to go back to – is that a two-year thing? I would think it would be at least
2: a two-year thing because the manufacturers are making the uniforms yeah. now so the fans can buy them. And they have one of the most fir- uh, fiery fan bases out there in Seattle. So you don't want to screw those folks over just yet. So you got to wear the jerseys you know, for the next couple of years those and then maybe sweet. they'll go back to the originals.
1: Um, true or false – Hearing the news that Joe Flacco is starting a football game in the year of 2023 is the most insane thing you've heard this season.
2: That's true, because I never expected to hear it. But one thing we've (laughs) learned over the last two years, Mike, is that if you play quarterback in the NFL, man, you're taking your life into your own hands. It's like being a
1: left-handed reliever in Major League Baseball.
2: This is going to be 51 quarterbacks or maybe 52 quarterbacks now that will have played, and the Browns are on their fourth starting quarterback of this season. That is insane. That hit that DTR took last week was brutal. But again, a rookie like you remember Jaron Hall for the Minnesota Vikings yes. down in Atlanta? You know, these kids don't realize just how fast the defense is, and they put themselves just in an incredibly difficult position, just like Anthony Richardson did for the Colts.
1: That 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 hit was some, that that hit was like Monday morning hitting most of yes. us. Um <laughs> all right, MVP race. It's the most wide open I can remember, non-true or false here, but I laid this out. Your odds, you tell me who you want right here, right now. Hertz plus 150, Mahomes plus 400, Lamar plus 400, Dak plus 800, CMC plus 2000, Stroud 2000, and Tyreek Hill at plus 5000. Wow. I, I'll tell you what, if Tyreek Hill and the
2: Dolphins finish really strong and he gets over 2000 and he passes, surpasses Calvin Johnson's 1986, whatever it is, whatever that number is. I think he is really going to be in the mix here because he changes the whole landscape of the football field when he is healthy. So as an MVP voter myself, I will definitely consider him. I will also consider T.J. Watt. I'll consider Josh Allen. I'll consider Miles Garrett. uh, Non-quarterbacks, if you will. But for me, I still think it's going to come down to Patrick Mahomes and
1: Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott, those three guys. See, Dak's interesting, especially with what we saw Thursday night, with what we see with this team, if he beats Philly, if he gets Dallas into that one-seed conversation, I mean, I'm excited for you to say Tyreek. I I may throw a few clamshells on Tyreek plus 5,000.
2: Right, but just just take a look at what Dak has done the last six weeks. I mean, he's been on fire, and I know he's under a lot of heat, and I said on the NFL today on Thanksgiving, he's always going to be compared to Roger Staubach, and Troy Aikman. And until he wins a championship, it's not going to be enough for the Dallas Cowboy fans. For those of us who are not fans of the Cowboys, but fans of people who play the position the right way, carry themselves the right way, are the unquestioned leader of the team, what I see is an A-plus player
1: there. Yeah, and he's taken a lot of you-know-what for a lot of years. Sure he has. It, 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 this would be a real breakthrough for him. I, I Listen, him and C.D. Lamb right now, it's must-see TV. It's awesome. All right, we got a lot more to do. We will get to the picks. We have a game of the year. We rarely do this, but we have a game of the year. And then we're going to do a little coaching carousel. So don't make a move. Let's kick off with Boomer and Villani. Let me tell you about Casamigos Tequila, the smoothest tequila on the planet. Enjoy the entire family of Casamigos Tequila, the Reposado, Anejo, Blanco, the Cristalino, and the Mezcal. It's Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Casamigos Tequila reminds you, please celebrate responsibly.